Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Here with a debate preview is Fred Barnes, who's covered many a presidential race and debate. Fred, thanks for your time. So uh, is it going to be another round of the Trump show with a supporting cast of 10? Well, that depends on one thing. That depends on, on the questions. There were a disproportionate number of questions uh, aimed at Trump or delivered to him or asked of him in the first debate that, uh, by the Fox News questioners, this time at CNN, whether they'll want to uh, downplay uh, Trump and, and, go, uh, and spend more time on some of the other candidates. You'll remember Ben Carson in that first debate made a joke about how he had been forgotten. It also seemed that uh, Ted Cruz didn't get much time on, although he seemed to have fared fairly well. Uh, but he was another person who uh, was uh, given fewer uh, uh, questions and less airtime while so much of it was aimed at Trump. Look, Trump will uh, he'll get his time for sure. Uh, he's the most interesting guy. He's why there'll be another large audience watching the debate because he's the one that made it uh, so interesting last time. And um, whether we get 24 million people, I doubt that. But the one thing that uh, I want to see more than anything else is Bush and Trump. Now, they've gone after each other, you know, both in ads. Uh, Bush had an ad uh, with some old uh, clips of uh, Trump, you know, saying how much he thought Hillary was so great and so on. And, uh, and Trump ran an ad that I think was essentially dishonest uh, using Bush's statement, one you'll remember, Michael, in which Bush had said with a bit, uh, a, a family man, a, a, a Mexican who came across the border illegally so he could get food and, on, on the table for his family and so on. That was an act of love. Right. And instead, in the Trump ad, the, the act of love was, was getting these killers across the border. Uh, so it wasn't fair. Anyway, I, I want to see whether Bush and Trump renew uh, their fighting, and I expect them to. Uh, but it's it seems to me that Trump has such a strong gravitational field mm-hmm. that the question is, is it worth even trying to escape it and rise above it? Or would it be smarter for a Cruz or a Fiorina or a Kasich to essentially use the Trump field to say, look, I'm, I'm going to address the issue I want to using Trump as the foil? Yeah, I guess you could do that. That sounds pretty uh, transparent. Uh, to me, and I don't think it's going to grip the audience. Uh, and besides, I don't think that's what CNN will do. Now, they like a one-on-one fight. It's like a boxing match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to want to see it. You know, a lot. Uh, one of the reasons why the uh, first debate was so lively was because the questions were so lively of the candidates, you know, and Trump didn't like them, the, uh, some of them, and some of the other candidates uh, didn't like the questions either, thought they were too negative, but uh, it sure made for an exciting debate. And CNN will want to uh, do that as well. You can't. You have to remember the questioners, the moderators play a huge role here. It's not just the candidates uh, uh, sitting there and saying whatever they want. They're going to get questions, and some are going to be sharp. So, how uh, does a somebody who's in the back of the pack, like a Christie or a Rand Paul, you know, get some footing here, or is that just not? going to be possible with this format with 11 people crammed up on the stage? It's going to be hard, but there are some people that uh, will be looked at a little bit more intensely. One, of course, is Carly Fiorina, who clearly uh, was the commanding figure in the earlier debate, the so-called JV debate, the, uh, the debate uh, of the last time of people who, uh, of candidates who had smaller poll numbers. Um, they, uh, she did well. 
uh, she'll get some serious attention. Uh, and when she does get attention, I'll have to say, in her candidacy uh, so far, it lacks a few things, but not uh, a strong presence and, and very uh, uh, strong answers to questions. I've interviewed her myself. She's tough. She's compelling. And I think we'll see a lot of that. Uh, whether that will mean that all of a sudden she'll uh, be able to develop a national campaign, I doubt that. But she'll be a strong presence, and I think CNN will want to go to her a lot. I mean, uh, she's number 11. You know, they didn't drop anybody from the first debate, but they added uh, Carly Fiorina. A smart thing to do. Uh, it's interesting. People are loving watching Trump go after the establishment, but I wonder mm-hmm. if there's an audience for people who are tired of Trump and want to see one of the other Republicans take him on and, you know, essentially put him in his place. In other words, is there a Trump to Trump? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the anti-Trump person who steps up and says, yes, Republicans, I'm smart enough at politics to handle this guy. And mm-hmm. that means I'm smart enough at politics to handle Hillary in November of 2016. Well, you don't want to, yes, I think the answer is yes, and one of them will be Jeb Bush. But Bush isn't going to want to be another Trump, you know, some uh, loud mouth and the name caller and so on the way Trump is. I think he'll want to be, uh, he'll show a little more decorum, uh, but uh, disagree with Trump uh, rather strongly. Uh, Bush has already grabbed that role for himself, and, and, and the, uh, the narrative and the debate may change if other candidates see uh, it, it working. And if if they think, gee, yeah, Bush is doing pretty well, uh, maybe I'll jump on Trump too. I think we'll see more of that. Let's not forget one other person in the polls in Iowa, in particular, which is the first event on February first, the Iowa caucuses, the first event in which voters play a part. Uh, who's number two? It's Ben Carson, uh, the brain surgeon, retired brain surgeon, who uh, it has an unusual campaign. Uh, Michael, it's based on vote for me, Ben Carson. I'm I'm a a, a smart, wonderful guy who's written books, and you like me. I don't have any record. I've never run for office before, but I'm Ben Carson, and people liked it. He has a sense of humor. Uh, he's not a political uh, figure, uh, and and so he'll get some attention too. Yeah, and that's a, a the question is what does Ben Carson do? In a, a place like this, where people are sprawling for a, you know, they they want to fight, and yet he's not a fighter. That's not his strong suit. Mm-hmm. Does he just stay know, on but the that's Ben his Carson appeal. thing? But the, yeah, but, but his appeal is that he's not like the other guys. Sure, he's not going to get in there and and uh, and scream and yell and and make accusations and accuse the others of this or that uh, or Trump in particular. Uh, he's just not going to do it. You know, it it looked like a fight might. Uh, to be developing between Ben Carson and, and Donald Trump, oh, what was it, a week or so ago, and, and Carson said he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to get involved in that. A, a smart move on his part, uh, because uh, his appeal is that he's a conservative, uh, very moral character, unlike the others. He doesn't want to act like the others. He did well in the first debate because he didn't act like them, and uh, why would he change that? Well, the reason it would change is because there's no way you're going to be the nominee if you aren't prepared to fight. Because not just because fighting involves, you know, that's part of the job of running for president, but because the Republican base is in the mood for a fight. They want someone who can fight. <laughs> I, I think what it is is uh, uh, people like you want to fight, and I want to fight. <laughs> we do, but I'm, I'm not sure all the viewers out there want to fight. They want to see Don, uh, Donald Trump get in the fight, maybe. Right. Uh, but then Carson, I think, gains from being unlike the others. And that's what he did in the first debate. 
Why would he uh, vary from that? You know, he's not going to be able to get in a debate on on, on the specifics of of uh, records and policies. That's that's not his strong suit. His strong suit is, I'm Ben Carson, and I'm a bigger person, or or a more moral person, or a more uh, admirable person than the rest of these guys. Well, thanks for outing me as a guy who wants to fight. I appreciate that. But yeah, anyway, well, no, last, look, I, I do I'm too. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, one last question for you. So we know the camera's going to be on Trump. The Jeb is a Bush, so part of the dynasty. They'll be focusing him, Ben Carson, in second place. And then Carla Fiorina, the only woman, and has mm-hmm. been a story already. Give me one other person to keep particularly you know, to, to, to focus on a bit. Someone else that you say, you know, they, they may surprise you and be more uh, part of this debate than you think. Okay, well, the one that comes to mind right away, and that's Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin, who someone said, and it was a good, uh, a good critique of Walker in the first debate, that he seems smaller than his record, this strong gubernatorial record in Wisconsin. Uh, he's going to have to look at some guy who really reflects the strength of that record uh, and, and, uh, and appear more, uh, God, I hate the word authentic, that's not the one I want, <laughs> but, more, but less choreographed and less uh-huh. just repeating some statement from the campaign trail. You know, a couple of guys who I think won't, uh, do that much uh, because they did well last time just being themselves fairly much uh marco rubio and ted cruz chris christie you have to watch remember he picked fights right. with Rand paul and uh, and mike huckabee i think he'll be in the in the uh i want to scrap with these guys as well again you've been listening to the weekly standard podcast please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates i'm your host michael graham